Do you recall the days of collecting up the empty glass bottles and swapping them for money? Those ribbed glass Fanta bottles, collect them up a few cents each. The good old New Zealand bottle drive was a favourite for raising funds. Send us your memories. 2101. Well, it's your lucky day. It could be on its way back. Minister David Parker has announced a major overhaul for curbside rubbish collection, and the scheme could give back 20 cents every time they recycle a plastic bottle. The scheme is to be rolled out in 2025. Uh, Curbside collections will also be standardised nationwide. That's another issue. We'll come to that later in the week. But just focusing on the bottle part of it today... With us is Warren Snow from Kiwi Bottle Drive. Now, they have long been calling for a container return scheme for Aotearoa. Warren, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Must be exciting news for you. You've been calling this for years. Oh, gosh, look, it was such a (laughs) buzz. I actually got invited to the announcement at the Zero Waste Education Centre at Waitakere Transfer Station and... uh, Oh, gosh, there's only a small number there, but it was such a... Well, I've been buzzing ever since because it's taken such a long time to turn this one around, and it's really exciting. Goodness me, talk about excitement Monday, whether it be Bon Jovi or the, the, the bottle recyclers. And we all have... Here's the deal, Warren. We all have, those of us of a certain age, have extraordinary memories of, yeah, as kids, collecting those glass bottles up, Taking the dairy, whoa, you get back a dollar or so. Yes. Well, you know, we were an unpaid workforce, uh, but paid by the incentive of the bottle. And so there was no litter because glass was the only beverage container, uh, you know, the bulk of beverage containers. So what we're doing is we're bringing that whole thing back, but for all beverage containers, aluminium, plastic, glass, the lot. And once again, you'll have the kids out there, little entrepreneurs, asking people for their bottles. And, um, you, you know, I mean, there's, there's great stories of people that have, you know, put themselves through university in the past and all that type of thing. Uh, John Banks, bless his soul, um, bought his first <laughs> car with a, um, you know, when he was living, living under the bridge, I think, uh, with a what? bottle deposit. Whoa, 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 hang on. Banksy. You're back up. Banksy bought his first car with a bottle container scheme. Well, you know, with um, uh, you know, it just may it may be a little urban legend. I don't know. Yeah, that's what I was told that he he bought his first car by selling bottles and getting the refunds and saving it all up. I'm just trying to think of. The, I'm just trying. To, I'll get the uh, panelists, and I'm just trying to think of the fish hooks. Um, Twenty cents per plastic bottle. It does yes. seem quite a lot. Just five, you get a dollar. Do you think this is workable? Be honest. Well, uh, well, look, um, uh, it is workable because, you see, you pay the extra when you buy the beverage container, and then you can can get that money back. So it's not like a tax where you don't get it back. Uh, You get the 100% back. And um, so, you know, it works. I mean, you create an incentive, and suddenly you've got everybody... Uh, is a litter expert. Well, look at the feedback coming through. Sally, you find bottle collections on a cold, frosty Saturday morning. Hang on, Sally. Uh, Saturday morning for the sports club or collecting it for a bag of lollies. Loving your feedback coming through. Sally, jump in. Is it is it just plastic or glass? I'm trying to no, clarify no, it, that. 
It, it's every type of beverage container, even the um, liquid paper board, you know, the gable top drink containers and so on. So anyone that creates a beverage container will will have to put put it through the system and have to add 20 cents and a refundable deposit. Um, you know, we don't have a five cent um, anymore, and 10 cents is so you know pathetic sitting alongside a 20 percent for a kid, 20 cent for a kid. So it's a it's a great incentive. Oh, that's hey Warren. Do you reckon instead of the kids coming to you know rob my house and steal the laptop and a few bit of jewellery they'll be whipping into the bin to get my wine bottles. Well, they'll probably t be taking them out of your curbside and that'll, I mean, this is going to save councils 20 to $40 million a year in, in litter cleanup costs and also in reduced um, curbside collection costs because there's going to be less trucks on the road. There's going to be 2,500 jobs created around New Zealand, uh, extrapolating from other uh, countries, you know, looking at the similar demographics in New Zealand. I mean, it just goes on and on. The, the positive, uh, you know, positive outcomes from this policy, if we can get it through. Hang on, why don't we go to Martin and then Sally, you can jump in after that because Martin hasn't, hasn't said anything yet. Martin. Well, I just think this is a no-brainer, isn't it? I mean, although when I read it, I was initially reminded of the um, the uh, the Seinfeld sketch of Newman and Kramer, who discovered that they could recycle and get paid for it, and they loaded up the postal van <laughs> to get it across the state lines. It's hilarious. Uh, but I want to talk about children collecting these bottles and plastic and things. There'll be adults all around the place loading up vans and trailers as well. So <laughs> it'll be uh, they'll be fighting the children on the streets for these. Um, for these containers at yes. 20 cents a, a, a bottle. It's actually quite I, I mean, something, I mean, isn't it? Yeah, it is. I think 20, 20 cents is, um, is, a, decent, is a decent return. Um, I, I said, look, I, I can't believe we got rid of this in the first place. It seems to me to make more sense, but I do think 20 cents is probably, you know, that might be, um, that might be, I mean, we're, how, how, we're, who's going to redeem this? Is it, is it my local dairy owner when I've taken five bottles? Uh, no, 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 no. I mean, where, where's that, that going to happen? No, no, it's no. probably not going to be your local. It's probably not going to be your local dairy owner. It's going to be so. So it'll be what we call a hybrid model, which is what we were pushing for. Uh, all these little community groups around the country that are outsmarting the big waste companies and winning local waste contracts that run uh, community recycling centres, they are going to be able to add this to their portfolio of activities. And so you're about a if you're rural or. Uh, you live near one in Auckland, uh, Davenport, Waiuku, Helensville, they've all got them. Uh, you'll be able to just take it back there and take your, you know, no one's going to take one bottle back, but you'll save them up and take it. That's right. You know, and, and you'll yeah. get 20 cents for each of them. Um, but in the cities, uh, the hope is that we'll have reverse vending machines um, at supermarkets. So you'll just take a bag of uh, bottles in, uh, or a cardboard box, you're turning your cardboard box back to the supermarket to bring more groceries, and you'll unload your bottles first, put them in a reverse vending machine. When you've finished, you push the button and you'll get a um, a, a little ticket, and you can, it, it'll ask you whether you, will, you want to donate it to charity. So you push yes, uh, and it'll give you a range of charities. You push the one you like, you bang, you've already donated to a charity or you want to take the money for your kids 
uh, order, order offset on your groceries and, and away you go. So, How about that? Yeah. Uh, Warren, we have Sally with us. Hello, oh, it sounds really good. Warren, did they say why it's not going to be until 2025 that it actually starts? Let's get um, it cracking. Yes. Well, you know, when you've been working on this for nearly 25 years, that seems pretty quick. Um, um, so, yes, I was, I was looking at the brochure that I got from the presentation on on, um, hold on, here it is here. Uh, it's got a timeline there in the, in the government's uh, brochure. And the reasons were, so right now we're in 2022, so now there's going to be public con- consultation and hopefully the beverage industry and the packaging industry don't upset it. Uh, then there's cabinet approval, uh, decisions on this legislative pathway, uh, and so right. on. So yeah, all right. So consultations that... on the issue are open until uh, May the 8th. So it's happening apparently oh. and uh, they're coming through. We loved it as we got two cents for a small bottle and four cents for a large one. That's right. Four cents for a large one. We took them to the dairy for lollies and you can get four lollies for one cent. Uh, Warren Snow, uh, thanks for uh, joining us with all the excitement uh, about this uh, um, uh, new bottle drive system. A, a, a real pleasure, and, and if, I think if you inflation adjusted that four cents, you'd probably be close to twenty cents now, anyway. Right, good on you. All right, that's Ron Snow from Kiwi Bottle Drive, and they've been long calling for a container return scheme for Aotearoa. Uh, twenty years ago, says so when I when I was living in Holland, when we returned all our clean, empty bottles to supermarkets, a conveyor belt machine spat out a ticket which was discounted your groceries at your checkout, and I cannot believe it's taken us twenty years. Another one, poor Palmerston North buys Boys High. We always had an annual bottle drive to raise funds in my day. I remember vividly because I got caned for smashing a bottle. Good Lord. Can't recall, I think it was back in the 1960s. So around the panel very briefly, you're for it, Sally? Absolutely. I also wanted to know, why, why did it stop in the 80s? I actually don't know. I think it might have been because uh, something towards going leaving glass and going into the uh, era of plastics uh, is what I think. Martin, you for it? I'm totally for it. Yeah, I think it's brilliant. Yeah. All right, uh, coming up to uh, 14 to 5, the panel, RNZ National. The Waikato Hospital Emergency Department has seen a rise in dental-related visits, putting a strain on ED resources. While dental service is free for those ages, uh, aged 0 to 18, of course, many people still struggle to afford or access quality dental care once they get older. And the New Zealand Dental Association says that people aged 18 to 23 with low income should receive free dental care. This has been a bit of a study that's been written up in, uh, in the last day or so, and to explain with us, to us rather, we're joined by the NZDA Access to Care spokesperson, Dr. Katie Ayres. Dr. Ayres, kia ora. Hi there. It seems pretty extraordinary, doesn't it? In terms of um, you have dental pain, you have to go straight to ED. Yeah, it's pretty concerning that um, the Waikato Hospital sees on average um, a couple of patients every day that are needing access to you know, very urgent dental care. Um, and I guess what's concerning is that probably less than 10% of them are actually managing to get the care they need. A lot of them are just 
uh, all that can be done for them really is to give them a prescription for some antibiotics and some pain relief and they're asked to go and seek care privately. Um, however, a lot of those patients are actually presenting again um, after an average of only 22 days um, still with ongoing pain um, because they're still unable to access the care that they actually need to deal with the problem. The other particularly concerning thing, I guess, when I was reading this, uh, is the age of people presenting. Yes, so um, I think from memory they were in their early 20s. So, And that, that's what we've noticed is that low-income adults in their early 20s uh, are finding themselves with acute dental problems because the access to free dental care stops at 18. And to be fair, um, a lot of those individuals may not have had um, as good an access to that care from uh, year 9 to 18 years uh, as we would like either. All right, we've got a panel here. Uh, Sally, jump in. So until the year 18, people have free dental care, is that right? That's right, but not all teenagers will pick up on it and go. Um, it can be quite hard to convince a teenager to attend the dentist sometimes. They've got other priorities. Yeah. So after the study, what, what do you think needs to happen? I mean, should it be the people themselves who've got dental issues? Do they need to take responsibility and get, be given more education? Or should it be the DHBs or the Ministry of Health? Who, who should act on this uh, research? Uh, well, I think it's a combined uh, combination of uh, factors. So we need young adults to be, um, you know, seeking an appropriate diet and um, brushing their teeth twice a day. But, of course, there are a lot of factors um, that can prevent them from doing that. But uh, one of the things that the study showed was that 68% of people presenting to ED were actually presenting outside of working hours. So 50% of them in the weekends and 50% of them after 4.30 and before 7.30 a.m. So we need to ensure that these um, low-income adults or, uh, are able to uh, get time off work to go to the dentist during working hours. Martin. Exacious, this one, isn't it, really? I mean, I mean, why does it cost so much to go to the dentist in this country? I mean, we're always hearing about why it is so prohibitively expensive. I'm sure that's one of the reasons why people avoid going to the dentist because, of, you know, because we all hear how, you know, these horror stories from friends who've just been had a root canal and it's cost them, you know, a crown, it's cost them $3,000. You're sort of terrified of going because of the bill you might get. And I mean, I'm sure poverty does play a part, but, 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 but you know, why is it so expensive here? So when you go to your GP, you pay part of the cost of going to the GP and the government picks up the rest of the tab. But for nearly all adults, when you go to the dentist, you have to pay the full tab. And so we're not suggesting that these low-income uh, people be accessing crowns and root canals, that sort of uh, treatment, but we just need to make sure that they can access basic dental treatment um, to prevent pain and infection. Just the basic really. stuff, yeah. So yeah. Uh, I understand that um, you you get entitled to uh, a three hundred dollar amount, but I'm just thinking about what Martin's saying. And uh, three hundred bucks wouldn't go far. You might get an X-ray, you might get a check, and yeah. you might get it clean. Um, yeah. Does that does that amount need to be increased because it's been three hundred dollars for a long time? Yeah. So when I graduated as a, as a dentist in 1995, that um, that fee was $300. Uh, 
so that's been what? a very long time. We've had no increase with inflation whatsoever. No so increase said, with inflation for, uh, oh, from 96? Yeah, 95, yeah. So, and it might be even a couple of years before that that um, that came into place. So we're really strongly right. advocating. And the government actually promised um, prior to the last election that they would increase this funding to $1,000 for beneficiaries. And we're really just hoping that that's going to happen um, this term, what they promised. Kia ora, Dr. Ayers. Thank yeah. you for joining us. That is Dr. Mm. Katie Ayers from the uh, New Zealand mm. Dental Association. Uh, very interesting uh, topic on that one. And we, one that we always keep coming back to. You're on the panel, uh, NZ National, Sally Wenley and Martin Bosley uh, with me today. Uh, now, with COVID interrupting major life events such as <laughs> weddings, people are finding creative ways to beat restrictions. But this is really creative. In fact, it's quite odd. The printing industry has seen a surge in orders for life-size cardboard cutouts, which fill in for guests stuck in isolation. Unbelievable. Mike White is from the Print Guys, uh, and he's experienced this phenomenon firsthand. Mike, kia ora. Nice to have you on. Hi, Wallace. Nice to be on. You don't really get people calling you saying, hey, I've got a function. I need five cardboard cutouts of my friends. You don't really have that, do you? Oh, we do, we do, yes. In fact, we've been getting a lot of that since uh, New Zealand closed its borders. And we've got people coming to us from overseas who are saying, hey, look, I've got a wedding to go to. I've got to be there. Can you guys make a cardboard cutout of me? And so they send us a photograph. We print it, cut it out, and uh, it gets sent off to the venue. And uh, and they get to be there with the uh, friends and relatives without actually being there. It's, it's fantastic. I love this. Well, Martin? Honestly, Mike, can you Photoshop me thin if I send you a photograph? Brilliant. Shoes on to people who forget to take the photo with shoes on. So, you know, we, we can certainly make you thin. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just, just think this is genius. I, next dinner party I get invited to, I'll just go to, I'm just going to see the cardboard cut out. No, hang on, Martin, like a Martin, speech, Martin, like, like a speech next, bubble, just like, yeah, fine, next, thank you. The next thing that's going to happen is that you, you're, you're going to reopen your restaurant, you're going to have six people there, <laughs> the rest of them are going to be cardboard cutouts done by Mike White from the print guys. It's, it's weird. It saves you the Sam- problem of being in two places at one time, you know, you can have multiple <laughs> yes. copies of you all around the city. <laughs> right. You can just Sally. say every invitation that comes your way. So I wonder... Hey, what's the most unusual um, life-size cardboard cutout you've been asked to create, Mike? Well, I guess um, the ones that uh, include nudity have always been the ones that have, have uh, stuck in our minds a wee bit. <laughs> I was asking some of the team today, hey, look, can you remember some of the, the most odd ones? And they always kept on pointing to the ones involving nudity. I don't know why that is. Oh, are they, are they photoshopped? <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> it looks like some of them have Fortunately, we managed to uh-huh. ones that are, that are too explicit, but, you know, it's, um, yeah. Mike, Mike, what was the function? <sighs> um, the uh, It was a cruise of some sort where uh, somebody wanted to present themselves um, in a way that no one would forget. Uh, now, fortunately for us and the team, he was wearing like a little pink flamingo life boy around the, um, the nether regions. Um, so that kind of saved us all a wee bit of embarrassment. 
I guess on a, on a sort of more serious note, uh, this is the way, uh, this is what happens in a sort of a, uh, something like the pandemic, eh? People, as they say, pivot to other ideas. And actually, it's not so silly if you really want to be at a wedding and you can't be there. Because uh, I've seen some of the photos and actually, I, I looked hard. I, <laughs> I couldn't tell the cut-out cardboard figures from the real people. Yeah, yeah. And actually, in the case of the one with the Scottish lady who got in touch with us, um, it was a really sad situation, really, because she had to cancel flights. Um, and when she was doing that, uh, she thought, there must be a way that uh, we can do something. And that's when she got in touch with us. And we ended up producing 20 images of her uh, family who were able to be at uh, her brother's wedding. Um, and when we see the photographs that she sent us after the event with uh, the bride and groom standing in amongst a sea of cardboard cutouts, it was just amazing. And the uh, the brother, the uh, the groom, actually shed tears when he saw this arrangement of, of uh, oh. relatives who couldn't make it. Yeah, uh, brilliant. Sort of, yeah. Well, kia ora, Mike. Hey, nice to have you on the, nice to have you on the program. Thank you. Uh, Sally, yeah, yeah. Sally's just got to jump in again, Sally. Yeah, yep. so could we please um, commission a whole lot of ones of Wallace because it's weird sitting in our lounges not actually seeing him. So could we get a group discount for all the panellists to have a cut out of Wallace in their houses? And Wallace Absolutely. can choose the pose. How about that? Absolutely. All right, then who would like who would like uh, across the country who would like a cardboard cut out of Wallace Chapman? Text me two one zero one, and I'll see if RNZ can fund it. Actually, I might not do that. It might be a bit uh, maybe maybe I'll crowdfund it. There you go. But if you want, do want one, uh, uh, let, let me know, and we'll we'll see if Mike's available on that. Hey, kia ora, Mike. Thanks for being with the panel. Thank you. The day Wallace, the day Wallace Chapman broke the internet. Oh, I gotta be. That, that would be weird. That would be strange. Cardboard uh, supplies run out. <laughs> Now, Annie says, my reality is that I simply could not afford to go to the dentist on my very average wages, whilst supporting two children and trying to keep a roof over our heads. Consequently, now the children are growing up, I have dental problems that I nearly, that I now really can't afford to fix. Annie, thank you for uh, getting in touch with us on the panel. Finally, uh, to this, people are bored with coffee. How posh hot chocolate is conquering the UK. Uh, this is from The Guardian and I just hear the music. That is a great story and it's going to have to wait for tomorrow. So for the meanwhile, oh. yes, I know. Sorry, Martin. You know, Martin Bosley and Sally Wenley, kia ora to you both. Nice to have you on. I'm Wallace Chapman. See you tomorrow, 3.45. Lisa Owen at Checkpoint next. <laughs>